0: Hello and welcome to Sangam Lit. This is Nandini Karki and in this episode we perceive the compassion and courage of a king as depicted in Sangam literary work Purananuru 178 penned about the velar king Pandian Chatan by the poet Avur Mulankilar. Set in the category of Vague of or Victory, the verse presents two contrasting traits of this king. Kandu munindu uyirkkum yaanayodu Pani munindu el pūravi alum ángan Manal mali Mutram pukka sāndro būnnaar áayinu Thannodu sūluhtru unyana irakkum peruampayar chathan Indo in saayalani வேண்டார் எரிபடை மயங்கிய வெருவருன் யாட்பின் கல்லுடை கலத்தர் உள்ளூர் கூறிய நெடுமுளி மறந்த சிறு அஞ்சி நீங்கும் காலை ஏமமாகத்தான் முந்துருமே the poet seems to know quite a few chieftains who controlled a smaller domain and were themselves under the control of greater kings, either the Chera, Chola or Pandya rulers. This particular velar king was a subject of a Pandya king and hence the epithet Pandian in his name. The poet's words can be translated as follows. In the sand arena. Elephants sigh, tiring of their posts, and horses, which move like the wind, sigh, tiring of their stables. Here, when learned men arrive but do not partake food, he vows that he will eat only if they do and pleads to them to savour his food. Satin, with a renowned name, has such a pleasant and soft nature to people like me. In the fearsome battle with foes, when those with scant ability who spoke tall words when drinking toddy in town forget that now and in fear they retreat, he steps ahead as their wall and protection. Let's delve deeper into this verse. The poet brings before our eyes the courtyard of a king where elephants are tied to posts and horses plenty are to be found in the stables. This place resounds with the sighs of these animals, tiring of their sedentary state. Though not intended by this poet, we can sense an instance of man exerting his power over other creatures of the world and making them bow to his intentions. Returning to the verse, we see poets and philosophers arriving at this place filled with neighing and trumpeting. If these learned people say they don't want any food, then Satan, who is the lord of that house, would come down and insist that they eat, declaring that he would eat only if they do. Through this narration, the poet wishes to etch the warmth and hospitality of this king. From that domestic scene, the poet then shifts the focus to the battlefront. Here, as a war with the enemies is raging wildly, a few men forget how they boasted of their strength when they had a cup of toddy in their hands and now try to run away from that field. At this time, it's none other than the same Satan who rushes to protect them from shame and stands fighting like an impenetrable wall in front of the enemies, the poet concludes two scenes to sketch the nature of this king. It's interesting how when those learned men do not eat, Sartan says he won't eat too. But when his companion soldiers retreat, he does not follow suit, but stands tall and strong and keeps the fight going. Switching to our present, we can relate this contrastful portrait of a Sangam king to a modern person's changing shades when at home, relaxed in the company of their friends and family, and when at work, formidable when fulfilling the tasks at hand.